Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Welcome to The Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. Today, I have a very special guest with me, a prophet John Veal from Chicagoland, and he has written a new book called Supernaturally Prophetic, A Practical Guide for prophets and prophetic people. Now, many of you know, if you follow my ministry at all, that I have a very strong passion. Uh, That's not even a strong enough word, but I have a passion for the prophetic. I I eat, breathe, and sleep uh, prophetic. And so uh, the prophetic is so vital in this hour, but also uh, still largely misunderstood. I want to pray over you before we begin this, and I'm going to ask John to pray for you. Uh, uh, at the end of the broadcast. So, Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you brought us together today to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, to hear uh, what is on your heart, to learn and grow together. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And without further ado, I want to introduce Prophet John Veal. Uh, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself and, uh, and, and also why you wrote this book. Amen, amen. So good to be on with you, Jennifer. I've loved your book, especially since the making of a prophet and all the other great books you've, you've written that have really uh, been of benefit to the uh, prophetic movement. Um, the reason why I wrote the book was that I saw so many uh, detrimental things within the prophetic, uh, things that really bothered me. And people that I cover or mentor, I uh, told them the same things. They would come off with a lot of anger toward what they saw within the realm of the prophetic, and they would uh, put posts on Facebook, very angry and, and resentful. But my position was we've got to do something about it. What are you doing about it? Are you, did you write a book? Are you ministering about it? Are you telling people the correct way? So that was really the impetus of me doing this. I really wanted to present the prophetic in a better light, you know, because I thought that many people were using it to gain monetary uh, uh, gains. And, I mean, they want to do things in a way where 
it was not pure. The stream was not pure, and it bothered me to that point. So I decided to write a book on my experiences ever since I was a little kid, you know, what I had grown up with. I've always been prophetic. I could always tell people about their past and future. And what happened with me, I didn't know it. I didn't know I was prophetic. I didn't know what I was. And so that's what I kind of go over within the book, especially the first chapter, my own supernatural story, what I went through when I was able to tell people about their, their, when I was able to prophesy to people what I dealt with. And so I really want to demystify the prophetic, so to speak. And that's why I wrote the book. I've made it uh, a very simple read. You know, I made the complex simple. I wanted anyone to be able to read this book, uh, get something out of it, and be able to run with it. That was my main reasoning for uh, writing the book. Wow, 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 wow. And I love these chapter headings. I actually got a preview copy, but I've got a hard copy or paperback actually in my hands now. And uh, yeah, and I'm like chomping at the bit to just, you know, it's one thing to read it on a screen. And I know people love Kindle, but I love a book (laughs) in my hand. I want to mark it up with a pen. And one of the things you talk about in the in the book is developing your God-given prophetic DNA. And I believe, yes. I believe that you do as well, is that we, we, you know, we're all prophetic. We have the Holy Spirit. He is the Absolutely. Spirit of prophecy. And so mm-hmm. we, and many people think, well, I'm not prophetic. Many people think, well, right. I can't prophesy. So, so what do you mean by that when, when you speak of the God-given prophetic DNA? How would you define that? What does that mean? Well, in my book, I refer to Samuel, the 10th chapter, when Samuel uh, was talking to Saul, prophesying to Saul. He said he would come to a hill where prophets were coming down with soldering and harp, and he would begin to prophesy with them, being changed to another man. And throughout that, when you read that chapter, that actually did happen. And the people around Saul said, is this the son of Kish? Is Saul among the prophets? And Saul was not a prophet, but he prophesied night and day when he was in the company of the prophets. So I believe that the prophetic became contagious, being just being around it. And, and even throughout Scripture, uh, you read a lot of times where Paul laid hands on people and they started to prophesy. Now, all these people were not prophets. And I believe that it's God's uh, will. It's, it's God's a mandate that we walk in the prophetic, but not necessarily for everyone to be a prophet. Numbers 11 and 29 says, And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake, would God that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. So it is everyone's divine right to at least hear God. And that's the main focus of the book. That's the thrust of the book, is to be able to hear God and say what he says. And that's what I tell people when they ask me to define, define prophecy. I said, it was just me hearing God and saying what he says. I mean, that's a... It's one of the easier things that I do because if I tune my ears and incline my or incline my ears to his voice and I start to recognize his voice, I can say what he said. And a lot of times, people that are not prophets but just are just prophetic people, a lot of times they feel like they're not hearing from God, but they hear from God almost daily. But it's a matter of recognizing his voice. Scripture says, "My sheep know my voice." And so the thing about it, we have to know the shepherd's voice in order to say what the shepherd says. So anybody that knows the voice of God can speak a word word of prophecy. Amen. I'm so glad you put it that way. That was so, so, so clear. I really believe this book is going to just charge people's faith because Praise you have God. outlined it. Mm. So yeah, it, it's just so clear and it really is. You really have demystified the prophetic. It's not spook, spooky. Woo-woo. It's not mm. just for, for a select few. It is yes. everybody's right to, to hear from the Lord. So one thing that I have been a stickler on, not, not in a legalistic way, but in, mm-hmm. a, in a teaching way, is, is the whole prophetic etiquette and protocol. You know, one yes. time I saw a young man, <laughs> yes. and, he, and actually this young man is still doing this, he puts mm-hmm. out all these wild dreams and visions and words about major mm-hmm. leaders in the body of Christ 
And mm-hmm. in doing that, sometimes he casts aspersions on them. In other words, sometimes exactly. the that yes. he's releasing are suggesting mm-hmm. that someone is sinning or suggesting they're striving, exactly. suggesting that they've missed the mark. And so, you know, mm-hmm. or, or on the other side, puffing them up, suggesting that they're the answer for the body or for a certain city. And I think yes. that's so dangerous to, you know, to, to prophesy over people who are very visible, especially in the body, without saying that with them first. I almost think it's disrespectful. So that's one of the things I've seen going on. What are some mm-hmm. of the abuses or the, the lack of etiquette or the lack of protocol that you, know, you, you mentioned that you saw some things that caused you to, mm-hmm. to want to write this book? What were a few of those things and what should we do? Well, well, one thing I can specifically say that is in the book is that I was in the services in 1999, and I knew very little about the prophetic. You know, I, I knew a little. I knew I could prophesy, but I really didn't know much. But I was in the service uh, where the guest minister got up, and he says, uh, "Everyone that gets 199.99 because it's 1999, of course. Oh, you give 199.99, you're going to get a word from the Lord. If you give 150." You're gonna, you might get a word from the Lord. If you give 100, I'll pray for you. And if you get less than 100, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just come up and give it. And that wow. grieved me so badly that I got up and I left the church. What I've seen a lot of is that it's, it's more money-based, and it bothers me so much because what happens is that it becomes a money gospel. It, comes, it becomes more about celebrity than servanthood, and that's bothersome with the, within the body because when we stand before the Lord, I mean, some people will say, well, haven't I prophesied in your name? When you're prophesying for money, I believe that it's wrong. I've never done it. I've never even taken an offering for myself. I'm not knocking those that do, but I take that very seriously because I really believe that there should not be a price tag on prophecy, and I believe it's really gotten a bad name. Some of the major leaders in the prophetic movement have really set us back as prophets. They, they've, they've done all these crazy things, like you said, aspersions and all that, where they've actually done crazy stuff, and they get up in the pulpit and, hey, they charge a $1,000 registration fee and then ask you for 2000 once you walk in the door. I think it's so wrong, and we've seen so many people do that, and it bothered me to no end. I said, this is absolutely ridiculous, and that's why a lot of uh, churches, they claim to be prophetic but they're not prophetic. They only bring a prophet in to prophesy and get money. And then after that, there's no training. There's no activation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that goes on after that. But yet they think they're prophetic. And it, it, I believe it bothers the heart of God. It truly, I know it bothers you. I know it bothers me because I just think that it's wrong. And I think reformation is coming to the body. And I believe even the old car, old guard is going to be, you know, they're going to be taken down. I'm not saying they're going to die or anything. I'm just saying they're going to be taken out of position because I, be, I believe there are new emerging prophetic leaders that are coming forth, they're going to have the heart of God instead of what we've seen. You know, you're right. The Lord told me, it might have been two years ago now, and it's on my website at ignitenow.org, the website for my for my network, but the Lord mm-hmm. told me there was a purifying fire coming to the prophetic. Come on now, and, yes. And, and that there's going to be some that will be sidelined because mm-hmm. they won't embrace the fire. You know, if Absolutely. you're a person or a prophet and you're out there, you know, doing dirty, you're out there, you know, money mm-hmm. driven. I would suggest now would be a great time to repent because it's not that God is going to, you know, spank you or or Mm -hmm. just reap them what you sow. And the Lord is going to raise up this generation of the pure hearted ones who refuse to bow to the spirit of Babylon, the mammon, Mm -hmm. the spirit of mammon, the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of whatever. Only the Holy Spirit. We can only bow to one spirit at a time. We can either bow to the Holy Spirit or bow to some spirit. Amen. I like that. That's good. I like it too. Hmm. I have to to write that one down. I think I'm making a note. We can only bow to one spirit. That's good. (laughs) 
Amen. Well, if yes. you, know, you cannot bow to Jezebel and bow to the Holy Ghost at the same time, you just can't That's do it. Good. it That's good. Very compatible. So, so yeah, good. teaching, training, I know that's your heart. We're going to have to get together and do some kind of something together, Prophet John. I mean, which is long, long, long overdue. Absolutely. I, and I love your heart. I mean, I've seen, you know, we've talked before. I mean, and, and you know, I, I love your heart for the prophetic. That's what I love seeing, that passion, you know, that, that, that desire to see people uh, actively, you know, engaging in prophetic practices. And that's what I do. I just got out of a training in Pennsylvania where I had the opportunity to activate. And the people were so hungry. You know, that's what I love to see, too, having that hunger and, and wanting to really hear God's voice. Because I'll say to me, it's like you cut out the middleman, so to speak. I mean, I want to teach people. I want to empower people so that they can hear God for themselves instead of relying on us or relying on anybody. You know, you can go to the Word for yourself and get a prophetic word. You can go to God for yourself to get a prophetic word. But I know as prophets, it's sometimes harder for me to hear for myself uh, uh, than it is for other people. Because I can, I mean, for other people, I, I, I'll i be 100% accurate. But for myself, it's like half and half. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that is, but it's always been that way. But, um, yeah, I think that, that, that purity in the prophetic needs to come back. That's why a lot of people don't trust prophets. I, I know people that are actually damaged by them, by getting false yeah. prophetic words to the point they won't come to a prophetic conference. They don't want to hear another prophet due to yeah. what they've been through. Yeah, it, it's true. There's been a lot of abuses. Thank God there there is... A lot of good, we're not dogging the prophetic. Some people right now are going, sure. uh, no, mm-hmm. no, but there, there's so mm-hmm. many good voices out there. Maybe they're not, some of them not as well known as some of the louder, more obnoxious prophets. And that's the problem. <laughs> I like so, that. Yes. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 mm-hmm. the compromised ones seem to be very loud and boisterous and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe, listen, I believe in money miracles, but there's this one mm-hmm. uh, m- move in the prophetic where, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's certain young prophets, all they talk about is money all the time. Yes. And I'm about to, I'm yes. about to address it. I've been in a real yes. fine mode lately. I'm about mm-hmm. to address it because it's it's mm-hmm. sure. placing the sheep, um, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the you know we talked about that you know with the motive that's that the wrong motive is money the wrong motive mm-hmm. in my opinion you tell me some of the wrong mm-hmm. motives but I, like the wanting to be seen wanting to be heard that's Absolutely. not the motive for prophesying what are some other wrong motives that you see. Well, you know, I talk about that in my book, about deceptive practices. I talk about prophetic etiquette and prophetic protocol. And, and you know, one of the things with me was when I first started pastoral ministry about 16 years ago, I, I wasn't concerned about being famous or being a celebrity or people even know who I was. Um, the thing about it, I think that's the God right now, the God of celebrity, the God of platforms, the God of being seen. And it's really, really bothersome because what can happen, anybody can be enticed into that. I mean, you start bringing in a lot of money. You have to really, like you talk about mammon, you know, you, you have to be really resistant against that spirit because that spirit can hit any one of us. You know, that's why we always have to be on guard. We have to maintain humility. You look at people like Zachary Timms that really blew up and then money just became the whole thing and it ended up destroying him. So we really have to be careful because the end result of sin is death. And so I really have, I really believe that it's a coming to Jesus moment. It has, like people have to come back to Jesus to remember this is why we're saved. This is why we're, we're doing what we're doing. It's not about money. Yeah, we want to be able to be comfortable. Yeah, we want to do this for the rest of our lives. We don't want to have to work a nine to five to, uh, to do the gospel. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So a lot of these people use deceptive practices in terms of saying, well, 
uh, God told me 100 people are going to give $100. Now, I'm not saying God can't say that, but you better make sure that's God saying that and not you. I mean, when I've done that or yeah. if I've taken offerings, I say, hey, look, this conference costs 100000 We need 100000 at least. You know, something like that. I'm real honest yeah. with them, and people are willing to give when you're honest, but when you're deceptive and use deceptive practices, uh, people are smarter than we think. And, and what I emphasize to my church, I'm doing a teaching on the gifts uh, of the Spirit, and one of the things we're emphasizing is the gift of discernment or discerning of spirits. The thing about it, we've got to really, I feel the Holy Ghost, we've got to really be, dis- mm. we've got to really be discerning in this hour as to where we plan our money, uh, where we don't plan our money, because we have to be able to see these people from a mile away. And when God is starting to show me, when I come, I look at people, I hear them, I start to pick up things in my spirit. And then that leaves me whether so, not so, go or not go. So we really have to be careful in this season where we, uh, uh, where we walk into, what we walk into, who we align ourselves with. I mean, because Ooh. you and I have both seen situations where, you know, um, there have been improper alignments to where character assassination has been uh, prevalent. Oh, because I wrote, I wrote, a, I wrote a post on that. The spirit of, uh, in fact, I wrote it last year. The spirit of, uh, the spirit of character assassination, and that's running rampant in the body. And it's just based on the money gospel. It's based on celebrity. It's based on a brand. And God's way, is, it should never be that way. It should never be that way. But we need discernment to see who these people are, what these ministries are about, before we even involve ourselves in them. We do. And, you know, Prophet, I didn't see that post that you did, but okay. I'm doing a Facebook Live later today. Um, mm-hmm. You put it up last year. Uh, I'm doing a Facebook Live later today on the spirit of assassination because yes. – Mm-hmm. I'm seeing so much of it. I'm seeing good people accused of horrifying things that they did not do. Yes. And so I'm about exactly. to loose with it. And I'll Blast it. Absolutely. The Lord gave me the Ezekiel, Ezekiel 3 and Ezekiel 3, as we call it. I'm, 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 I'm warning, and I hope that, you know, that, 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 uh, that people can understand what's happening to them. Because, you know, it's really yes. dangerous. I'm going to say this. I know we're a little off topic. But, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole suicide thing going on right now, big time. Yes. And you can assassinate yes. someone's character, ruin their ministry, ruin their career, ruin their Exactly. Family, and they, you can drive them to suicide. Then what's going to happen? What kind of blood's going to be on somebody's hands? So, right. you know, and when you do it in the name of the Lord, dear God, mm-hmm. help me. Yes. It's, it's absolutely terrible, and the things that I hear about people, and I'm learning, you know, that who's perfect? I mean, who's perfect? And, and the thing about it, uh, to, to do something to someone because they're not doing what you want or they yeah. are not affiliated with you anymore is totally wrong. It, it's wrong. But guess what? There's Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So there's a reaping of what people do, and they don't, I don't think they truly realize uh, uh, that the reaping is always greater than the sowing. So we always have to, we need to be careful with who I, we put our mouths on. The Bible says, touch not my anointed, yeah. do my prophets no harm. And anointed is just the people of God. I mean, that's anybody that's anointed of God that you're not supposed to touch. So I think we should so we should be so concerned with doing the Father's will and his business. We don't have time to talk about anybody else. We don't have time to dog people out or go out of our way to do something. I just heard a, a good friend of mine, I just heard, uh, something crazy, you know, uh, with him in terms of, of somebody saying something crazy and shutting a door for him. And I, I just got very outraged because it's not God. It's not right. It's not, it's not even true. So, but these people will reap what they sow. I mean, I'm not wishing anything bad, but it's just the law of rec- reciprocity. So, 
Well, I mean, you have to walk in the fear of the Lord, and um, absolutely, you know, that's that's the issue. That's the issue. I think when uh, I think we did do a Facebook Live together as well on my Facebook sure. page to help get the word out about this book. But um, there's, uh, you know, what advice would you give to somebody? We're a little bit. I'm not going to take down all the questions. I was going to ask. I'm going to change veins a little bit. But what kind okay. of advice would you give somebody? that, you know, they're just having trouble believing that God is speaking. They're having trouble weighing mm-hmm. it, or they're having trouble just, you know, even hearing. Like, they try to hear it, and they're not hearing mm-hmm. anything. What advice would you give? I think what we have to do is we have to tune our, our, our ears to his voice. The one thing that I had to do in terms of prophesying at all, you know, when I knew what prophecy was, I had to really concentrate on listening instead of talking so much during prayer. Now, you know, I always advise people, you know, if you have an hour of prayer, Maybe you talk to God for half an hour and then listen for half an hour. Or talk to God for 45 minutes and listen for 15. You have to start attuning yourself to his voice where you know his voice. You know, okay, you say, I know this is God speaking. Because so many uh, prophets get it wrong because they speak presumptuously. It talks about in, De- in the book of Deuteronomy how um, if a prophet is wrong, you don't have to fear him. Uh, for that same prophet was presumptuous. And I believe there are a lot of presumptuous prophets, not that they're false prophets, but they're just presumptuous because God will give them one word. They'll add to it. Like, like God may give me um, lasagna. Then I start add, adding garlic bread and pop and all, you know, <laughs> soda pop, all that. God didn't say that. God said lasagna. And then I have to keep praying to get a revelation about what that means. What, what else are you trying to say to this person? So that's what I think. And I think also is being around prophetic companies, uh, prophetic presbytery, prophetic churches, because nothing worse than, than seeing people that are called to be prophets or are, are prophetic people, and they're in a not-for-profit church. I talk about that in my, in my book. I got that from Apostle John Eckhart, so I, I give him mm-hmm. the credit. But they, they're, not, they're, they're in not-for-profit churches. They, have, they don't want to uh, be prophetic. They're not interested in it. They don't want to do anything with it. And so the, the pe- people kind of just languish within those ministries because they're not doing anything with the prophetic. I've, I have people from my church that have gone to other churches where the person told them, hey, we need the prophetic over here. And they get there, and it's not anything like what they thought. They thought that they would do this, they would do that. And it just is not happening. So it's kind of a deception. But the main thing is to have that earnest desire. I think it's, it's, like I said, the prophetic DNA, even with activations, that's what I would recommend. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what I would recommend. Get somewhere where they're activating the prophetic gift. Apostle John does it. I do it. You do it. There are a number of people that do activations. So I believe that gets you flowing and gets you going because there's so many people all over the world that I've activated, and they're gone. I mean, I've never heard anything bad. The only bad experience I've ever had with activations was that I went to a church in Missouri and we were uh, doing activations, and two people started manifesting demons. Now, I, I talked to Apostle John, and I said, have you ever had that happen? He started laughing. He said, never. And so, but what had happened, these, some of these people that were getting activated weren't even saved. And I just took it for granted that everybody knew the Lord and everything, so they weren't even saved. So I, I believe that books like, you know, my book, Supernaturally Prophetic, your books on the prophetic, uh, Apostle John's Prophet Arise and Prophetic Activations are good places yeah. to start for people that really, really are Hakeem uh, Collins' book as well. Um, yeah. Good places to start to really understand the prophetic. And, and, and I think once you understand it a bit better, you're not as afraid to receive prophecy. You're not as afraid to even prophesy yourself. But those activations are really, really helpful in terms of getting you started, reigniting that fire, stirring up the gift that's already on the inside of you. Yeah, that, that's a really good answer. The activation it can be everything. I, you know, and people say, well, you know, how does that work? It's a spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. You know, there's impartation. Mm-hmm. There's activation. It, it, it's getting someone in, in, you know, just to step out and just 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, well, look at this cup of water, prophesy. That might seem really silly to somebody, mm-hmm. but what it does mm-hmm. is it causes, you know, we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. And so mm-hmm. you just you just begin to prophesy. And, you know, are you going to mm-hmm. be 100% accurate the first time? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. But it's not about mm-hmm. that. It's about beginning to mm-hmm. practice the prophetic. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're prophesying a directional word over, over somebody. You're just getting, you're getting used to the language. You're getting used to the flow. You're learning. Okay, this Absolutely. is how the Holy Spirit speaks. You're learning that unction, that fire in your bones. You're, you know, you're mm-hmm. learning. And, and having people there who can help you judge it and say, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good word. Or, you know what, that was some of you and some of the Lord. Because mm-hmm. our souls yes. get mixed up in some- that as well. Yeah. You sound so you sound so much like me. That's exactly what I say. I, I look at Paul when Paul would say some things he would say were from the Lord, some things he say were himself, and that's what I do even when I prophesy. If I know it's God, I'll say it's God. If 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 I don't, I say it's me. And even in the Old Testament, when they said, thus saith the Lord, they were just identifying, when the prophets did that, they were identifying on whose God's behalf they were speaking. So they say, thus saith Baal, thus saith Asheroth. You know, they, that's what they did. And if we look back on the school of the prophets that was started, up, started by Samuel in the Old Testament, they had no curriculum. They had no lesson plan. They had no guidebook. So a lot of the training comes through Revelation. And what happens is that we stir up to get uh, Second uh, Timothy, the first chapter, verse 6, when Paul uh, told Timothy or admonished Timothy to stir up the gift that was in him by the laying on of his hands. So that showed two things. That showed that uh, the gifts, you're responsible for stirring up your own gifts. He didn't say God stirred up. He said you stirred yeah. up. And the other thing, that he had an impartation from his spiritual dad. He laid hands on him and imparted whatever gift it was he imparted in him. Then the next verse, it says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So basically saying, don't be afraid. So a lot of emerging prophets or prophetic people, a lot of times fear is a big obstacle because they're afraid of being wrong so during the training process I tell them don't be afraid of being wrong this is where you train you're not they're not prof, you're not prophesying to the nations yet you're just in yeah. a safe environment where we're, you're prophesying to another person or multiple people and we're just going to develop and train you and strengthen you in that area that is it amen this is this is a good word I, I started a school of the prophets in 2016 and I'm doing another one this fall the school of the prophetic at schoolofthespirit.tv. So, yeah, I'm really committed to that. And the reason I launched the Ignite Network was because Mm -hmm. the Lord gave me an encounter and he told me what the prophetic was going to look like in five years if we didn't get out there and train and teach because so many people are are, are dependent on a prophet to tell them something. And, look, I'm all about... You know, you know, the prophets having a word. I think that's great. But when we get dependent, or we idolize the prophet, or we we, we exactly. neglect our own pressing in, see, we exactly. should not be prophesying. We so should true. be chasing prophecy. But I was just in uh, in uh, Europe, and a major prophet mm-hmm. there gave me a 25 minute prophetic word. I did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mm-hmm. under mass attack, and that word was so mm-hmm. accurate and so deep, she could not have wow. possibly known anything that she was talking about. And that's wow. how the prophetic, that goes back to where you said, you know, sometimes you don't hear for yourself. And you, you know mm-hmm. why? Because when you prophesy to somebody else, you're prophesying out of a gift. But when you hear from yeah, the Lord. Yeah, is not yours. You mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not it's meant to be given so, away. Yep. It's, exactly. And it's just, it gets so tricky sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how do we, I'm going to ask you this, this last question. And I think we'll probably, I know you're on the road, but, you know, accessing deeper realms of prophetic. I think we're in a season mm-hmm. right now where people really want to go deeper. The hungry want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So, so mm-hmm. what, what's it, like one or two keys where we can, we can access those deeper, what is the deeper realm? First of all, and how can we, mm-hmm. one way or one way or two ways to access it? 
Well, one one example and one thing I've been teaching in and um, um, teaching on the gifts of the spirit is that I've been looking. I've been reading um, God's Secrets by uh, Sean Boltz, and I think that's really really good about increasing or training up the uh, gift of word of knowledge because we look at the gift of word of knowledge as one of them. And I think that all gifts can be augmented. I believe all gifts can be stirred up and trained. Even when I'm doing prophetic act, uh, activations, it's like I've gotten reports, and I think I, I do. I talk about that in the book as well, how other gifts get activated, like the gift of healing, the gift of faith. You know, people report my hands are getting hot. I don't understand what's going on. So I know that that's, that's where we want to do. We want to, we want to stir up these gifts and get them moving. And a lot of times the people that are stagnant within the prophetic, um, they basically are not using their gifts. In my book, I talk about how God showed me something when I, I think I was doing trainings or I was prophesying to someone and I, I looked at them and I started to see in the spirit, I saw gifts. I mean, wrapped gifts. One gift would be totally wrapped up. I mean, bow and everything. The next gift that I would see would be partially open. And then the last gift I would see would be all the way open. I said, I said, Lord, what does this mean? And the Lord told me, basically, when you see the closed gift, that means they're not using their gift, whatever that gift may be. Mm-hmm. And then the partially open gift, they're kind of using their gift. They're using it somewhat. But then the one that's all the way open is that they're actively using their giftings. So I believe that's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to our gifts being totally open, not half closed, not all the way sealed, but open. And this comes through uh, the stirring up of activations. So I think that's very, very important to get us to that next level because the prophets I'm training in our house, I've been wanting them to get, let's go up to another level. Okay, we got this level. We seem to have it down pat, but let's go up higher. So we always want to get up higher, and I don't know if that means to the point where you're saying phone numbers and addresses and names, and I believe that you can do that. I mean, Sean Bost does it very effectively. So um, I'm really enjoying this book, and I feel like there's oil on that book. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just reading that and studying that and, and trying to go up to new levels in God, you know, studying Scripture, studying the Word of God. Uh, but those activations are key to going up new levels. I always say when the church is stagnant or if it feels like it's dry, bring in a, uh, do a prophetic training. You know, do some activations. It seems to bring new life into the ministry, and it could bring, bring new life into people. Awesome. That is such a good word. I love the language, the vernacular that you use. It does. It sounds like I'm talking to myself, but you've got different experiences <laughs> and different backgrounds. And so there's a real synergy uh, here on, on the broadcast. And I'm so grateful uh, that you're taking the time. Tell me, what else would you like to, is there something else you want to talk about with the prophetic that we have not, uh, we haven't dived into? There's something that's just burning on your heart. Um. I think people have to know the differences. I mean, you know, like the three components that most people talk about, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and prophecy. Uh, I think a lot of people call it a word of knowledge prophecy or word of wisdom a word of knowledge, and they don't always know the differences. Uh, Word of knowledge is telling you something, a prophet tells you something about your past or your present. A word of wisdom is basically guidance or instruction, and prophecy uh, pertains to the future. So I think it's important to know those three giftings, and they're all – all three of them are part of the nine gifts of the spirit. So that shows that they can be augmented. They can be strengthened. They can be stirred up. And that's what I would want to tell people. Always 
try to stir up your gifts. Always try to get, you know, have your gifts um, operating a bit better than they did yesterday. I mean, that's one of my, my desires. I think sometimes we can get complacent. We can say, okay, well, I know this, I know that, I know that. I'm at that level. We're never at that level. Until we get out of here, we will never know enough about the prophetic. We need to always be, and not just the prophetic, but anything within the body, within the word of God. We want to become so proficient. And even when I wrote this book, I want to write about something I knew. Yeah, it took me from February to August of last year to write it, but that's my whole life in a nutshell. That's all my experience because when I started off, I didn't have any prophetic teachers. I didn't know what I was. My my family, my mom, my father, my grandfather, they all had that ability and gifting, and they weren't necessarily in church. And they were Catholics. I think my, my grandfather was a preacher, but he said the women were too pretty, so he couldn't do it. So, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> my granddad. But anyway, God rest his soul. But the thing, they all had that gifting, but they could not explain me. I had no one to explain me. So even in my younger age, I talk about this in the book, Supernaturally Prophetic. I talk about how I was ostracized. I could tell people around me, I had just gotten saved. I could tell people around me the last time they saw people. Um, I could say all these things and some incredible. And I talk about it in the book, Angelic Experiences, God Speaking to Me Directly. I talk about it in the book. Uh, that just changed my life, but I was so afraid, and I ran from Christianity. I just ran from it because I was, like, misunderstood, and that's what I would want to tell somebody on the line uh, now is that don't be afraid. Don't let people think you're crazy or, you know, you start running away from your calling instead of running to it. You should be like David running toward Goliath. you got to run toward what God or run in the direction of your destiny because we only have one life. I don't want to stand before God and just say I didn't do what you called me to do. I want to die empty, as Miles Monroe said. I want to pour out everything that's in me, whether it be through books, ministry, however I need to do this. That's what I want to do. And that's why I would encourage any emerging prophetic voice or any person that's just living for God, pour out everything. Write that book. Do what God called you to do. Stop languishing. Stop just laying down. I think laziness is a big spirit in the church and in the body that we don't talk about a lot. And that's why a lot of things don't get done because we'll say, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. With the book I wrote, I went through so much. I was working a full, I still am. I'm a full-time uh, Chicago public schools teacher. I have a family. I have a pastoral ministry. I was traveling almost every weekend. I mean, I was just doing so much to the point that people wonder how I had time. I made time, and I made, I, I would get home so tired, I'd make time. And so when yeah. you're really passionate about something, you'll make time to do that which you're passionate about. So I would encourage you, go in the direction of your destiny. Find out what God called you to do. Don't write a book unless you have expertise in it. Nothing worse than that. Somebody yeah. writing a book about raising the dead, but you've never raised the dead. You don't know. You didn't <laughs> even interview people that raised the dead. Come on. Just just write about what God has gifted you with, your gifting, what you're passionate about, and just do what God is calling you to do because you want to die empty. You want to die uh, emptying everything out, you, utilizing every gift on the inside of you so that when you get to the, you get to the mass, you say, well done, my good and faithful service. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Amen. That is a good word and a good exhortation. The book, again, you've got to get a copy, Supernaturally Prophetic, A Practical Guide for Prophets and Prophetic People. And we've been talking with Prophet John Veal, and this has been so amazing. I'd like to do maybe a Facebook Amen. Live and talk about some of these things just to a different audience. Sure. There's a lot of people that would rather get on a phone call uh, sometimes <laughs> than, than a Facebook Live. There's different generations, sure. different preferences. So I try to hit it all the way around. But I'd love yes. to do more with you on this. But I want to ask you to pray in just a minute. I want to remind you, listeners, 
schoolofthespirit.tv. It's your school of the prophetic. Your school of the seers is there. Spiritual warfare school is there. All kind of stuff, even free resources there for you. Schoolofthespirit.tv. The Ignite Prophetic Network, ignitenow.org. We're launching a company of seers. It's going to be off awesome. the charts. Uh, we've got we've awesome. been focusing on the Nabi aspect of the prophetic. Yeah. Uh, but the seers is something on my heart. Yes. And awakeningblaze.com. Join the prayer movement. I want to get off here now and let Prophet Jaw just pray over you, uh, decree over you, whatever he wants to do. And I know he's on the road and he's got to catch a he's got to catch a flight later tonight. So we especially value his time. But Prophet, would you just pray and close us out? Sure. Father God, I just thank you for this time with Jennifer LeClaire. I've enjoyed it. Hallelujah. I thank you for the dialogue and the fellowship. Father God, I just speak to the people that are on the line. I just speak that your prophetic water level has gone up to another level after hearing this. I feel the anointing of God right now, and I speak and declare and decree a stirring up on the inside of you, every caller that's on the line right now, that your gifts are being stirred up. They're activated. Even as a point of contact, just place your hands on your stomach because you're supposed to stir up your own gift. I'm just going to speak in the name of Jesus. Whatever gifting, Father, you've given them, Father, let it be stirred up in this season and in this hour. Let them have such a heart to do your will, Father God. I bite every hindrance, every devil, every demon that has tried to prevent them from walking in the direction of their destiny. I just speak and declare a boldness as never before that they will do what God has called them to do. We bind the spirit of lethargy or, or laziness. We bind that right now. We just speak and declare and decree in the name of Jesus such a fire will be in their bosom right now. They will just desire to do what you've called them to do. I speak even if it's writing a book, they will write the book. Or if, it's, if it's a ministry, they will start the ministry. Father God, we just bind any stagnation. We bind any obstacles, any, any hindrances. We just speak the anointing of God that removes burdens and destroys yokes. So whatever is stopping them, whatever is preventing them from walking in the direction of their destiny, it will be uh, uh, eliminated. I speak that, that stirring up in the name of Jesus as, as, as Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift. I say that gifts are stirring up, whether it be the gift of faith, the gift of, of prophecy, the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of word of wisdom, gift of discerning spirits, whatever gift is already on the inside. I just speak and declare and decree right now. It is being stirred as never before. We would get testimonies. People would say, uh, I got stirred up by this phone call, by this podcast. I got stirred up. I'm starting to have this strong desire to do what God has called me to do. I speak and declare that right now, that you will receive it, and not just receive it, but embrace it, because there is a difference. When you embrace something, you'll hold it tightly. So I speak and declare that you hold this word tightly, that your gift is stirred up in the name of Jesus. You will walk in it as never before. You will do what God called you to do, and when it's time for you to meet Jesus, you will be empty. You'll be emptied out of everything that God has put into you for the body. I speak and declare Declare this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, we will connect again. Everybody, pick up the book, Supernaturally Prophetic. You can get that on Amazon. You can get it just about anywhere. Go for it in Jesus' name. Thank you all so much for being on the broadcast, and we will be back with you soon. Prophet John, thank you for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or sow into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at jenniferleclair.org/missions.
This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.